Hi guys, welcome back to Uncut Hawaii Season 2, Episode 1. I missed you. It's been like a month. It's been a while. Yeah. And I was like, we were seeing each other every week to record. And I know. And then we took a break, a little bit of a break. You went to Vegas. <laughs> I survived. I'm still recovering, <laughs> but I survived. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we took a little bit uh, of a break to just like break down Season 1, mm-hmm. kind of realign and figure out what we wanted to do for Season 2. And we have some exciting things. Um, but yeah, we, we just wanted to change it up a little bit, like mm-hmm. get more focused with topics and our guests and all that. Yeah. So one thing that we thought about is like, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, what's the first thing that you ask them? What school you went? What school no, you went? Then, yeah, yeah, always. And then, yeah. and then you then you ask. Um, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. And we get that, you know, we ask that question all the time. And then you're just trying to find like a way to connect. And once you find out what they do, it's usually like, oh. Oh, you find out, try to dig deeper. And yeah, like, yeah, like try to learn something from them, you know. Um, so that was kind of our idea for season two. This, on top of having our, um, you know, entrepreneur, creator, change maker friends um, come on, we also wanted to include some of Hawaii's top experts in their field. From real estate to... Um, spirituality, mm-hmm. essential, oils. essential oils, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, to kick off season two, we got real estate expert Ben Feynman. He is a good friend. I've known him and his wife for a while, and we figured he would be like the guy to, the talk, guy about to talk about real estate. Yeah, he is the self-proclaimed Duke of Diamond Head, and he sells luxury real estate. His face is everywhere. Um, but he actually only started real estate only a few years ago, which is really amazing to hear his journey and just giving us a state of real estate in Hawaii. Yep, so let's get into it. All right, guys, we got Ben Feynman on today. Thank you for being with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our expert in real estate. Yep, yep. So season two, you know, um, we're, we're trying to, you know, we have all of our friends and guests and whatnot, but we want to bring on more experts in different industries. So mm-hmm. you're the guy, you're the man. Yay. You are the Duke estate. of here. Diamond Head. The Duke. <laughs> the Duke's on the loose. He's uh, the Lord, uh, Lord now, right? Now the Lord. <laughs> the Lord. Feynman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lord Feynman, yeah. Lord Feynman. joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so... How did you get into real estate? Yeah, how how did you Were even... Were you always a realtor or like... No, so I started off uh, making bikinis actually. So my dad owns local boutique, uh, family business, started in 1978. Um, worked for him for about six years. Um, started not getting the control that I wanted and didn't like... Um, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. So I was like, you know what, dad? Kind of want to try something else. And he was super supportive, like the best dad ever. He's like, you know what, go for it. And, but there was one caveat. He was like, um, so all the salary that you've been making working for me, you got to give that back. And I oh, was like, no. oh, okay. So I gave it all back. I think I had about like $4,000 to my name. And he's like, okay, go, you know, move out. And because at the time I was living with him and working with uh-huh, him. So he's uh-huh. like, all right, you know, you want to go be a man, which I started late. You know, I, I moved out at like 31. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and so I was, you know, growing up, we ha- actually growing up, we had nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, my dad was an entrepreneur just trying to make it. Um, and then all of a sudden around like the sixth grade, his business just absolutely took off. Like he had a bikini store like twice the size of this room mm-hmm. and he was doing like a quarter million a month. Just oh, wow. like what? out the door, like there was lines out the door. Like if you wanted to try on a bikini, he would be like, no, like either buy it or yeah, leave yeah. because someone else is going to buy it. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's just That's super popular crazy. in Japan. Mm-hmm. I remember like walking down Waikiki Beach and every single Japanese girl had the local boutique, boutique piping on the bikinis. Yeah. And it just it was crazy because we just like went from like renting a house to nothing. And all of a sudden my dad's like, oh, I just bought a house in Diamond Head. We're moving there. And so I think that was really important because I started off with nothing. Yeah. So, I, you mm-hmm. know, we ate like McDonald's and Taco Bell every single night to all of a sudden so, show, like seeing how much work my dad put into the business mm-hmm. and seeing what you can get from it. So that gave me all the motivation I needed to, yeah. to do the same for myself. Um, so all of a sudden, yeah, we're in this house in Diamond Head. I, I went from public school at Waikiki Elementary to private school at Iolani. Um, and my dad's business just did really, really well. Um, so I went to University of San Diego, uh, studied industrial systems engineering. I thought I wanted to design cars, did a couple internships, realized engineering is not for me. You're behind a cubicle. And I was like, no, I need to be like around people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so my dad's like, oh, 
as long as you're in school, I'll support you. Once you're out of school, you're on your own. So I did what every other kid would do. I keep going, going to school. school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went to Smart. Pepperdine, got my MBA. So I lived in Santa Monica for a while. Uh-huh. Absolutely loved it. And I was like, okay, well, I think I should try the family business at least just yep. to see if, and I thought for sure, I was like, I'm not, what do I know about bikinis? Nothing. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. go to design school or anything. Uh-huh. So I was like, I th- I'm probably not going to like this. And I'm probably going to just move right back to LA and get like an investment banking job. Like the rest of my MBA classmates yeah, uh-huh. and make six figures and like, you know, live a happy life. I moved back home and my dad started me off in our outlet ward warehouse store, <laughs> working with uh, high school girls and listening to all their drama all day. And, you know, having an MBA and then co- it was a very humbling experience. I mean, yeah. coming back and selling bikinis in a store and it, it was pretty rough, uh, I would say. I got really, I mean, I hate retail it's like you just stand there you can't you can't play on your phone you just stand there waiting for customers to come in so it it was kind of brutal but after a while I got super into it like I was like I learned so much about bikinis and Mm -hmm. I've never worn a bikini but I learned so much about bikinis from that experience and so I think it was very beneficial so finally after I he made me work in the stores for I mean he made me work in the stores pretty much the whole time but mm-hmm. like finally after about were the you two, doing like you're on the floor like selling these on the floor selling yeah, guess so who like, was the best salesperson yeah because right? i actually cared you know yeah, the other yeah, girls yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah, care yeah, but yeah, i'm like this is my dad's game. company yeah, like, yeah. i'm gonna like try my best so uh-huh. you know and we i taught um we uh read a book or we teach we train a book called uh retail selling made easy so there's nine steps to selling greet position speak tell show overcome nudge add on befriend and I, I taught this. You live that. I taught this selling. It actually helps me in real estate. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I does. run my open houses just like I, how I run the bikini store. But I would uh, basically teach all the girls this and I would do it myself. I'm very proactive. So other retail stores, you know, you have people that like kind of sit back in the counter kind of and don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Our, um, we don't have a lot of theft protection at our company. <laughs> don't don't try it. <laughs> but uh, so in, in order to counteract that, we have a lot of good customer service. Mm-hmm. So we teach our girls to go up to the front. It's, you know, if you if you greet someone, they're not going to steal something if they come like yeah, come yeah, right yeah, to yeah, the front. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, so I was I was really into it. Finally, I graduated, got into designing the bikinis. And then I started my wow. own line of swimwear called Caimana Beachwear, mm-hmm. which was the more sexy Brazilian cut bikinis. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I got picked up by PacSun, a lot of momentum, things like that. Wow. Um, but yeah, I was just, you know, at some point I was just, I, I turned 31 and I was like, well, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Like, this is the only thing I've tried. Right. And I kind of right. want to try What's something the, else yeah. before it's too late. You know, you don't want to pivot careers when it's too late. Mm-hmm. So with my dad's support, you know, I left, gave him all my salary back. And I went from like a trust fund kid to like nothing, uh-huh. like overnight. And yeah. it was, a lot of people don't know this, but yeah, it was brutal, very brutal. Uh-huh. Um, so I started renting an apartment um, across the street from Locations, which is the first uh, real estate company that I joined. And it was literally across the street. I was like, I want to be, if I'm going to get into real estate, I'm going to go all in. So I want to I want to be walking, walking distance, distance from the office. Like I don't want to be any further. Uh-huh. So uh, rented an apartment with a friend because I couldn't even afford, yep. you know, I only had $4,000 to my name at that point. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like just going to Safeway, like that would be my breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like I don't want to eat out or do anything. Uh-huh. And then it's crazy because like I still lived that lifestyle, of, like still going out, like people still saw me out and stuff. But they, I don't think for that little blip, that little like I would say maybe it was like six months to one year. I didn't like I, I wasn't buying bottles. I wasn't yeah, yeah, ordering yeah. A rounds for everybody like I mm-hmm. used to. Uh-huh. I was like, I drank at home, like all my Safeway little yeah, yeah. Miller pre-game, Lights. Pre-game, yeah, really pre-gaming, yeah. pre-gaming hard. And then I went out, like had maybe one or two beers because I didn't want to spend too much. And then yeah. I went home. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, real estate was really tough. Like, you know, they don't teach you this when you, you get your license and you think like all these people are going to start coming after you. But no, you got to be like super proactive. So I sat at the office and the first month, all I did was work on my CRM. Mm-hmm. I just like, I wanted to input as many people as possible. So I, I knew that I knew a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of agents are like so scared to just reach out, reach out or like even just put people in CRM and get the automatic emails and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but like for me, I'm like, I'm going to put every single person I know. And it's like, obviously they have the authority to unsubscribe Unsubscri- or something yeah. if they want yeah. to. But I think in doing so, like I think um, after the first month I had, 3,000 people in my CRM. Oh, wow. Which is a, a lot That's more a lot, than what yeah. most agents kind of start mm-hmm. off with. And then I just started 
kind of combing through them. Um, but for that first month, like I had nothing. And so I had to borrow 5,000 from my mom, which is like super embarrassing when you're 31 years old, mm-hmm. you have your MBA, your parents put you through all this school and mm-hmm, spent so mm-hmm. much money. And so finally, um, that went up in smoke. Because also in real estate, they don't teach you that you got to pay licensing fees, you got to pay MLS uh-huh, fees, you got to yeah. pay mm-hmm. all this stuff. Uh-huh. And so I was like, damn. It's like running your like own business. Being on, yeah, being on your own is like freaking tough. Like you got to pay rent and like <laughs> rent was expensive. I was paying nine fifty a month. Adulting, uh, I know, seriously. Yeah. So then um, I had to borrow another 5000 from my mom. I was like, mom, I promise like this is it. Like this is so bad. <laughs> and so um, one uh, partner of locations actually saw me like all day just in front like in front of the computer at the company and she was the only one always there late at night uh-huh. and then she would notice that like i wasn't really eating so slowly she would like she's like oh are you hungry i'm like no no no, i'm okay and then she would like come home come back like at night at eight o'clock like with a pokeball and i'm like and like she i, oh, wow. I was like starving yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my god oh, yeah, thank you so Aww. much like you don't have to do that and she did this like kind of like over and over and i'm like wow, wow this is like she's like so sweet so finally i started talking to her and I realized that I went to high school with her daughter, oh, like okay. high school classmates. Yep. She's like, oh, okay. And then um, one one night, we're just, we're the only ones in the office. Mm-hmm. It's like eight o'clock at night. And she's like, hey, I have a, a new Japanese client. You know, you speak Japanese, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can speak like conversational Japanese. Mm-hmm. I'm not like business Japanese. And she's like, okay, I have this new client. Like she's looking for investment property. Can you do some research on some Waikiki, like, vacation rental properties i'm like oh yeah absolutely i had absolutely nothing to do yeah. no clients <laughs> i'm like okay of course <laughs> yeah so i did a bunch of research and then i sent it over to her and she's like wow this is actually really good mm-hmm. like do you want to pair up with this client you oh, know nice. i'll give you like 30 percent or something and i was like oh absolutely uh-huh and so that was kind of like my window in i helped that client um i showed her a really nice good property at the time at hawaiian monarch vacation mm-hmm. rental and this was a long time ago like r- right when I think before Airbnb or right when Airbnb mm-hmm. was starting. So oh, nice. they locked out. In, yeah. um, and then she said, oh, I, you did such a good job. She gave me like most of the commission. She actually turned it around and oh, said, sick. you know what? Have, have most of it. So that was my first sale. Oh, nice. And then all of a sudden it just started spiraling. Like uh-huh. my second sale, like I came home from an open house and it was like a terrible open house. Not a single person came by. Like one person came by. I was like, damn, I just freaking wasted all three yeah, hours yeah, on yeah. a Sunday. And then I'm pulling out my open house. Like I had a, pretty nice car that uh, a Porsche came in uh-huh. so but I was still renting for yeah, 950 yeah, a month yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, crazy yeah. <laughs> but anyways I'm pulling my open house signs out of my car and my landlord's like oh are you a realtor and I'm like yeah he's like oh I wanted to buy this like property at Island Colony I was like oh shit I, I'm oh I'm allowed to swear yeah yeah, okay, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. I'm like yeah, I can help you and so I ended that was my second sale nice and then my other buddy that um he used to bartend at Lobby Bar all the time you know, I, I was obviously was a frequent guest there. <laughs> that, was really? third, that was my third sale. Um, so then I was like three sales right off the bat. And, yeah. I, and so like that with, momentum. Nice. Yeah. And that just gave yeah. me the confidence like, oh, shit, like I can do this, you uh-huh. know. So with those sales, I paid my mom back the 10000 I was like, I, I can't have this debt. This is like yeah, yeah, just too bad. So yeah. I paid it back. And then in my first year of real estate, I think I sold like over $7 million. Wow. And I was wow. just like, I was just like, damn, this is, this is a crazy industry because, you know, making bikinis is really tough. I give my dad so much credit. I mean, he's got three businesses in one. He designs, manufactures, and retails swimwear. So, you know, he's got this one ton roller press. He used to produce 10,000 bikinis a month. When that roller press is broken, he's in there welding it, putting oil in it. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah, how yeah. to do that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And he's got, he's got hundreds of employees to manage. Mm-hmm. In real estate, you just got to manage yourself. Yep. You just got to make sure you're, you know, you're yeah, working, yeah. you're putting the effort in, and uh-huh. you're not just like partying all the time. So, um, <laughs> That's so I was what a super year. Hooked. Yeah. And what an awesome like story for that first, that, what was her name? That lady who gave you your Kumiko Burns. <laughs> shout out. Yeah, shout, shout out. out. She's, she's amazing. I, I, I gave her so many shout outs at my last company. She was amazing. And yeah, she gave me the confidence to do this for no, sure. That's awesome. But then, you know, those opportunities like arose, but then like you like took capitalized on it you know so like you yeah. did the work yeah exactly so it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah and just a sidebar on that too uh shout out to kyle shimoda uh in that transitional period he kind of um he was we went to lunch he he, he knew something was kind of up with me and i wasn't feeling fulfilled so he mm-hmm. brought me to lunch a lot and then he was like talking to me about this size seminars and i was like oh you know i don't like i'm not into that kind of stuff yeah and I actually ended up doing the side basic and I think that's what kind of gave me the courage to make the leap because 
any person in my position would always hold on to that safety net. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you would always work for your family business as long as you're getting the salary, right. as long as you can go party with your friends and do whatever yeah, yeah, you yeah. want. And, and, you know, I could have dragged it out for more years and years and years, but I just knew at the end of the day, I might not be fulfilled unless I make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that company was all my dad's DNA and mm-hmm. he, he did it and he made it and he, mm-hmm. you know, he did his thing. And I felt like, I needed that extra push and like doing some kind of um, self-improvement stuff. That's when I got really into self-improvement, you know, reading like Think and Grow Rich. Yep, and then yep. I did land. I met the owner of uh, or the founder of Panda Express. And oh, he yeah. was like, you got to go to Landmark. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to Landmark. Mm-hmm. Did Landmark. And so I think a lot of people don't invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's the most that's where all your money should go. Mm-hmm. Like sign up for these things, you know, learn how to you know, I guess, improve yourself, improve your morning routine, improve your body, yeah. improve your mind, um, and let all the stuff from the past go. And 100%. Yeah, yeah invest really into yourself, me. and I think, like, things will happen. Yeah. You'll see the, the ROI on that for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, so how long ago was that when you first started? In, how long ago since you first started in real estate? So I got licensed in 2015, started in 2016. Wow, that's still like fairly recent. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Yeah. So I've only been doing this for about like six years. And um, I was at five years at locations. Yeah, really great, great training, great group of people. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then I got an opportunity to kind of help kickstart Compass here in Hawaii. And I was like, what is Compass? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of came to me and they showed me their technology platform. And I was like, this is the future. Like, this is going to give all of my clients a competitive advantage. And I always want to do what's best for my clients. They have so many different programs. They're a huge company that, um, you know, eventually they can give my clients money to renovate their homes before they sell it mm-hmm. without having to pay that's anything crazy. out of pocket. Wow. Pro- pocket. And that that's like... No other company huge, can yeah. kind of do something mm-hmm. like it's really that. really good support. So, um, so I'm one of the founding agents for Compass here in Hawaii. I took a leap of faith. And it was at that time, there, were, there was no one there. We barely had MLS set up. And I was like, but I, I believed in it. And we sold over $2 billion in our very first year wow. of existence. Um, we just, I mean, they, they grabbed all the top agents from uh-huh. all the companies. And I, yep. I knew it was going to happen because it was just, they sh- the technology platform that they have is just so far advanced. So... Um, yeah, I'm very happy there. It's helped elevate my brand. Um, I've sold last year about 26 million. This year, probably going to do over 30. And nice. so, and I, and I'm a solo agent. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. just my wife uh, just got licensed, so she's starting to help me a little bit. But you know, in real estate, there's lot these huge, large teams, and then you know they put up decent sized numbers. But I'm kind of doing this on my own because I always feel like when people. Um, ask for me they want me they don't want some other sub agent that I'm just going to hand off to them mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. feel like the and you want to provide I'm, that to your client too. exactly I'm all about customer service and I want to do what's best for my clients so if I'm not the one there showing the properties they're going to be like hey like this is not what I signed up for mm-hmm. so I kind of want to make it most, you're investing your time me. into them too right? yeah. like they see that and exactly yeah. so eventually I think I'll get there but I'm not one of those guys that wants to have this like mega team thing mm-hmm. you yeah. know I'm just I want a small team like mm-hmm. my wife maybe one other to other people that's it like yeah. we want to have good customer service and you know get the job done nice what do yeah. you think that do you think that's the thing that sets you apart from other agents because i feel like in hawaii especially every other person i know is a real estate yeah. agent or they're like <laughs> there's getting so many 100%. yeah so i can tell exactly like what sets me apart and it's you know most agents just negotiate just to get a deal done because they want to just move on to the next transaction the next transaction get the next escrow and just move forward I'm, I don't know what it is about me, but I'm super competitive. Like everything I do, like I, I still play soccer and I'm like, you know, yelling at the ref and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. It's like weird, but I have this competitive nature in me. Uh-huh. So I always want to get the best deal possible for my client. So when it's, when they're buying a property, I'm just trying to get that number down as much as possible. Asking the agent, Hey, how many offers do you have? Do you have above asking? Um, how much over asking? I don't want, obviously don't want my client to overpay. So I'm able to navigate and almost figure out the exact number that they need to get the deal done. Mm-hmm, nice. Because especially in this market, there's there's such limited inventory that mm. if you're not working with someone who's gung-ho and mm-hmm. experienced like that, you're going to be sending so many offers and so many offers. Yeah, and each time you're not getting one, mm-hmm. the market is just shooting upwards and you're wasting more and more time, more and more money, and it's getting further and further from you. Mm-hmm. My goal is like, you know what? I'm going to find out the number that's going to make it happen. Like just uh, a couple days ago, uh, Wildlife Gardens, client, nine offers. I figured out the exact number 
um, that like that that was the highest there. offer. Uh-huh. We wrote an escalation, but a strong escalation. So I said we have to come up to 10k over the the highest offer, and you'll make that appreciation in about two months. Mm-hmm. So we got it under contract, um, and luckily we even during the inspection we're getting a twenty five hundred dollar credit back. Oh, nice! Back from that, yeah, so it's going to help with nice. saving costs. Too, yep. that. So I'm always looking out for the best interest of my clients, um, and especially in selling. A lot of times my sellers will be like. Um, yeah, you know what? Accept that offer, and I'll say no. I think I can get higher. Mm-hmm. Like, let me try create so a bidding sides. war or something yep. like that. And mm-hmm. time and time again, I've been able to create a bidding war, and they've been able to come up and, um, and my seller's like, "Wow, you actually got me like fifty thousand more than I should have." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, so I like to work for my commission and earn my commission. You know, I don't want, I don't, I never want my clients to feel like. Um, you know, they just kind of gave it away. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. always earn it, even though it's only two and a half, three percent sometimes, you know, I always push the envelope to where they know that, wow, he was worth yeah. every penny. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's like the best feeling in the world. when you know, somebody's rallying for you. Yeah, like for sure. I trust him. He's going to like work super hard for me. Yeah, exactly. I, I always, tell everybody. Yeah. yeah so it's like a pretty big purchase, you know, it's like not like a, yeah. buying like a, and especially in real estate, what I've learned is most of your business comes from your sphere, your past clients and referrals. Mm-hmm. So if you do those little things and you're, you're fighting for them and you you get them a really good deal and um, those kind of things, they're going to always keep you in mind and refer you business. And yep. I want clients for life. I don't want yep. just a client for a transaction and then see you later. I want them for life. I want their kids. I want their kids' yeah. kids. Yep. And, and um, people in Hawaii will do that. Yeah. Exactly. Like you Especially do in Hawaii. good by yeah. them. They're going to like tell all their friends and family and then just keep you. you they're, you're going to be like their family agent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For generations. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that too. Like in my first year and second year, like nobody ever we call like come list me calls like nobody ever called the phone like hey i have a house come you know come sell it or anything like that right when i hit the fifth year mark that's when it started spiraling that's when like my past clients like they had like friends and they're like oh i have a friend i want to sell and you know i thought about you so you know can you help them out and you know i think being a real estate agent is a grind for the first five years and most agents Mm -hmm. don't make it the first five years but if you can Mm -hmm. tough it out and push through after a while it just starts coming to you. And then the agents that I know that have been in the business for 20, 30, 4 years, man, they're just like kicking back because yeah. they've been in the business so long that people already those. know and like you build your database and everyone knows you're in real estate that mm-hmm. all those come list me calls are just starting to flow in. Yeah, that's I think awesome. that's like every mm-hmm. industry like I think a mm-hmm. lot of like create or you know entrepreneurs or anyone like starting a business, they don't realize that it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But if you put in that work, yeah. like, eventually it's going to work out. And it's like, yeah, you just got to yeah. keep going. 100%. Yeah, everyone thinks like I live this like party lifestyle. And I just go out like all the time, which I do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer in work yeah, hard, work, play hard. Yep. But I mean, my wife Julie can attest to this. Like I'm working at least 10 hours a day like, mm-hmm. and it's almost seven days a week. And mm-hmm. I'm just grinding like emails, phone calls. Um, just I got my whole I'm very organized. I got my whole like to do list. And, nice. I can tell, though, that you love to do what you do. Like, do. you love your work. I do. I mean, I read an article by Warren Buffett, and he said, there's only three ways to build wealth in America. You own your own business, you own real estate, or you own stocks. And, you know, I've seen my dad start a business, and it's so high risk, high reward. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you can yep. knock it out of the park, and you can, you can lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I know the grind. I know how hard it is. And I get any entrepreneur who's starting their own business, I give you so much credit. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it fails, don't even worry because it's, it's just such a tough grind, especially here in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, owning stocks, obviously everyone did that during COVID, made some good money. Now we're kind of hurting. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't like stocks because you just don't have that much control. Right. You know, you're, you're just at the mercy of this number that yeah. they print out. The and they're like, oh, yeah. this, it's worth this much now. And you're just like, what? How the hell did that happen? You know? Yeah. Real estate is kind of in the middle. You're like, you own your own business, like you own physical property, mm-hmm. you know, but you're also investing in the Oahu real estate market, which mm-hmm. we got the best weather on the planet. As in, as long as, you know, World War Three doesn't happen. We're going to continue to go up in value mm-hmm. because there's so much demand to move here um, from Asia, from North America, from everywhere. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell us about the Wahoo market. Like, Yeah. Well, what? and even during so you mentioned like during COVID, like it seemed like um, housing prices went like super high and then yeah. there was like hardly anything to buy. And now like there was interest like a huge rates. Demand. Yeah. Interest no, it's funny. So like I always I come across so many clients who are like, I'm just going to wait for the crash. I'm going to wait for prices to come down. Yeah. And then I always ask them, I said, what did you do 
in March of 2020, 2020. Did you buy a property? That because there was a little blip in the real estate market. You know, COVID just started. We were all in quarantine, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and and prices actually just shot way down. There's yep. there's nothing to see. Um, there were no showings, mm-hmm. all the kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and nobody bought. You know. So I, I tell them, you didn't buy then because you were scared. When If a crash ever does happen, you're not going to buy. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? And in Hawaii, yeah. it's impossible. First off, it's impossible to time the market. Second off, it depends on your situation. But if you're buying for yourself, for your own home, you should never time the market. Why, why time the market? If you're going to stay there for seven to ten years. In Hawaii, we've never had that much downturn for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. There are only two times you care about the price of your property and it's when you buy it and when you sell it. Right. Everything in between doesn't really matter mm-hmm. as long as you can make the mortgage payments. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to time the market, you know, wait for a crash. It, you know, if you do that and a lot of my clients have and they're so sorry they did, they're further and further away from from the train of owning mm-hmm. real estate. So mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that do you hear that it. a lot? Like so I wish I bought it all sooner. The time. I know. Yeah. And then and then it's weird because they won't realize their mistake and then they'll just keep sitting on the sideline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But fi- I've had a few clients though that realize their mistake and they're like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna go buy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I just bought a house this past December and yeah. and, uh, and I and in hindsight, um, I bought a big house in Kaimaki that I'm fixing up for like 1.2 I actually got like over a hundred thousand dollar closing credit back from oh, the wow. seller. Nice. And um, I got a uh, interest rate of three percent at negative one point. So I actually got oh, yeah, money you got back, money back. From my loan, yeah, what the heck? Which is crazy. <laughs> you know, so I, I could have gotten like two point eight. They paid you to buy the house. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now, I mean, that house obviously would have sold for like one point. And, and this is just six months ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now it could it would have sold for like one point five, and it would have been like a five percent interest rate. Mm-hmm. And that's but just at that like... time, it was like literally the height of the market. It's yeah. always the height of the market. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I. I believe in this and I'm not looking if you're flipping or if you're you know dealing with cash and that kind of thing then you might want to like focus on timing a little mm-hmm, bit you know mm-hmm. I'm not saying that timing's not for everyone but if you're buying it for if you're renting mm-hmm. you should and you know you're going to buy something you're going to live in it for a good while don't time the market just just when you have the money and you can do so just buy it get in the market even if you buy at the worst possible time you just have to wait a little bit for it to correct itself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the beauty about real estate. You actually can't make a mistake. Mm. If you overpay or you buy at the wrong time, it's slowly going to correct. That all that is. means is you just got to wait a little bit longer and uh-huh. then it'll just go back up. Yeah. So Isn't just, that yeah, that's a good yeah, way to put it. So I, think, crazy. I think your whole thing of like, it's a train, it's going to keep moving. And if yeah. the, the longer you wait, you're going to just the get further. further. It's gonna yeah. Get. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, we're going to wait for the rates to go down or we're going to wait for the market oh, or if you see the house you like, Kobe, buy that house. Buy that $2.5 million house in my man that just listed. Yeah, but but speaking specifically about the market today, so interest rates have gone up about 2% within Mm -hmm. the last couple months. So what does that mean? That means about Yeah, everybody seems to be freaking out about that. They do, they do. So that is 20% less buying power. But I think what people realize is the last five years or so, we've been in this weird um, interest rate environment, which is not a good, not a healthy interest rate environment. Mm -hmm. I mean... Two or three percent is not healthy for America to have no, an yeah. interest rate. Like that's yeah. just like, it's just like giving out free money, mm-hmm. right? So we've been in this for a long time. So right now it's probably about most banks are maybe offering five and a half percent or so. Mm-hmm. If you look at historically, that's still really really low. Mm-hmm. I mean, our parents bought in like the eighties mm-hmm. for eighteen percent interest. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, people people got to look at like that bigger picture, yeah. bigger scale. So yeah. five and a half is not bad. But what it it did do is it did cool off the market. You know, mm-hmm. we're not seeing. 10, 20 offers on my listings and I'm just like, you know, 200, $300,000, $400,000 over asking, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff has kind of tapered off a bit, mm-hmm. um, but there's still very motivated buyers out there. I'm not seeing prices come down at all, but definitely the activity, there's not as many offers, not many buyers going out there shopping. Um, so we're, we're going to start to see it cool a little bit. Um, as far as a crash, I mean, not there's no data, there's nothing on the horizon that would prove that there's going to be a huge crash coming mm-hmm. up or something that like would suggest that, that yeah because yeah, hawaii just we have no inventory yeah we're an island in the middle of the pacific where are you going to build <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, right. builders are all backed up uh-huh. the supply chain's all messed up contractors are all backed up like there's we, always a high demand there's always high demand people are having babies like mm-hmm. they're gonna have to put these babies up like <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. Just, there's just no supply so you know i think it definitely will cool off but i you know i don't see a crash or anything in the near future mm-hmm. nice. it seems like like during in the last six months or so there was hardly anything to buy and Mm -hmm. do you see more homes like 
available now? Yeah, so, I mean, definitely there's been a trend to move from condominiums to single-family homes, you know? So, like, Ward Village, Howard Hughes, they have all those luxury towers. Mm-hmm. And, and that was great when all the trendy restaurants were open and things like that. But yeah, since, yeah. since COVID and all the restrictions of your guests coming to the amenities, you know, people are like, I don't want all these restrictions yeah. by living they in a condo. That, like, yeah. I want my own single-family home, and I want to throw a birthday party. I want all my friends to come over and, yeah. you know, uh-huh. not have to sign in. And, like, I can only have five guests at a time mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. So single-family homes just shot up like crazy mm-hmm. you know i bought one myself mm-hmm. i was like yeah i never thought i would want to live in a house because i hate maintenance yeah i don't want to do the yard work any yeah. of that kind of <laughs> stuff i was like yeah. i'm always going to live in a luxury condo mm-hmm. yeah but covid kind of shifted my thinking i was like you know what i kind of want a house i want to entertain i want to have like a rooftop party mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so yeah um but yeah i think you know things have kind of shifted and you know we'll kind of see where it goes but there's only a limited amount of single family homes on Oahu too, right? Yeah, there, exactly. You can keep building condos and go higher and higher, but Yeah. Like, and so the inventory just started to increase a little bit for for single family homes, which is huge, but most people in single family homes are like, I would love to sell because right. I know I could get a crazy high price, but where but am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Exactly. So I mean, yeah, if you're going to move to a condo, that's great, but um, I've helped several clients who especially in today's market during COVID, they realized that, you know what, I love my home, but I, I'm spending more time here and there's certain things I don't like about it. And so they want to go after their, their dream, dream home. home. Mm-hmm. And especially like with people working from home, they want a home office. They want that extra bedroom. They want that entertaining space. So mm-hmm. I've told my clients, okay, you know, uh, what we can do is we do a sell, stay, buy program. So we'll sell your home. We'll get, we'll price it good. So we'll get multiple offers so that we can have friendly terms. And one of those friendly terms is going to be a free rent back for you for six months or sorry, for 60 days, two months. So mm. you'll be able to sell your home. You'll get still all the, live in it. You, all the money in the bank account. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll be able to still live in it for two months. And then you have that buying power. And you have that buying power because you got amazing. all that money. And then, uh, so I, our, our client just uh, in Hahayone, his home appraised for like 1.8. We uh-huh. priced it at 1.8. We got 2.1. He got 300,000 over asking. He's still living in his home for two months free. While and he goes he, and looks and, and while he goes and looks. And he just That's bought so a new a new property. And he's going he's gonna to move into his new property. And, you know, he wanted more space. He wanted to, you know, it, he wanted to change it up. Mm-hmm. And right. so most people don't realize that. Like, hey, you know, in this market, it, you can get a really good deal that way. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the big thing I realized about real estate, too, is like, there are so many tools or like programs out there that like people mm-hmm. don't realize about mm-hmm. and you know it's it's out there you just gotta if what you really some, want it yeah. yeah like that was a really good one that are, i didn't yeah. know about yeah. yeah what are some things as like say a first-time home buyer yeah like where do you even start because it's one of those yeah. things if you've never bought a home before it's so intimidating and it there's is. so mm-hmm. much information and you don't know how to like yeah. unless you have somebody that you fully trust 100%. like it's intimidating. Yeah. I remember when I bought my first property, I was renting across the street from locations. Mm-hmm. I was paying nine fifty a month. And then my, my roommate moved out and I was paying like 1800 a month. Mm-hmm. And I saw a property in like Makiki and it was, um, it was only like 230,000. It was like a two story, like loft and it had a parking right in front. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah, I did yeah. the number, I crunched the numbers on it and I was like, wow, it'd only be like 1400 a month for me to cheaper. So I was so scared because I was like, okay, what am I doing? I'm moving away across. I'm literally across the street <laughs> from my office from and home. I'm moving away. <laughs> but at that point, like the real estate sales uh-huh. started coming in. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm in, like, and I remember like signing those documents. I'm like, my hands shaking. I'm yeah, like, what yeah. am I doing? Like, do I really want to do this? Uh-huh. And looking back on it, like, I thought I was going to be in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. I only, I only lasted like a year there, uh, but I absolutely loved it. My, I paid less by owning than renting. I loved it more, and it was just a good stepping stone. And then I found a unit at Trump Tower, and I lived at, uh, you know, in a five star hotel yeah. by myself for the next the next property and mm-hmm. after that it, you know after you do your first one mm-hmm. the confidence will build and yeah. it'll just it'll just spiral and looking back both those properties are amazing investment properties for me mm-hmm. i rent that makiki condo out for 1800 i'm making like 400 mm-hmm. a month in passive income floor, mm-hmm. yeah. uh trump tower i'm renting that one out i'm making like a thousand dollars in passive income mm-hmm. and so yeah, like that's paying your mortgage yeah exactly <laughs> and that's how that's how you get in so you know for first-time home buyers i know how scary it is i know i think it's more so of like a mindset and a belief like a lot of people 
they don't feel like they deserve to be a homeowner. They, mm. they just oh, read the news yeah. headlines. The price is so high. Price mm. is so high. Mm-hmm. The first home is not going to be your dream home. Right. No, I'm sorry. But yep. if you're if you're humble enough to take a step back and yeah. just make it work, yeah. then it, you'll climb the ladder so much faster. And I think that's, that's the hard part. You know, so many people in Hawaii, they're like, they don't want to take a step back. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, they want to like, wanna they want to live in that, that penthouse, right, whatever. And I'm like, right. no. It's like they, an em- emotional purchase for them versus like a business, like a mindset thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. this is just a stepping stone. This is going to be not forever. Yep. <laughs> exactly. One and year. Then, you and then you just in get there. in the market and then you, it'll, it'll turn into an amazing investment property one day and mm-hmm. you just kind of keep going, you know? And, and one thing I will say about today's market is, all the technology, you know, every website pulls from MLS. Yep. So whenever a new property comes on the market, it just blasts out to all these websites. Most people are set up to only see those new properties as they come on the market. I always kind of coach my clients and I say, number one, go back to the older listings, yep. you know, like and proactive, like, you know, lazy agents won't do this. You know, they'll just say, oh, have you seen anything you like? Have you seen anything you like? I'll go back to the older ones that overpriced that are vacant so you know they're losing money mm-hmm. and that have done price reductions so you know they're motivated. Mm-hmm. Those those yeah. three things combined together, you can find some of the best deals. Like mm-hmm. we just helped one of our clients in New Uanu find a property under appraised value because originally it was overpriced. They price reduced. It was sitting vacant for like yeah. the seller just four or five sell. months. Yep. And I was like, let's just throw a lowball offer and see what happens. And sure enough, they took it. Wow. And Crazy. yeah, we came in under asking. So don't just settle for what the technology gives you. And that's just looking at all the new properties as they come on the market. Go back to the old ones. And that's where mm-hmm. some of the gems are. The, mm-hmm. Especially the ones where the, the agent takes uh, iPhone photos. And yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. even tell what it looks like. <laughs> like, go after those. Like, uh-huh. you know, all my clients, they're like, they all, oh, I want to submit an offer on the one that has beautiful photos, nicely staged. And I'm like, okay, great. But, you know, we're going to pay a premium for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Go after the ones that didn't do staging, that don't, yeah. doesn't have nice yeah, lighting, yeah. that barely has any photos. Like, mm-hmm. those are the gems. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you can find oh, a really good, a good deal. that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. having a harder time selling real estate now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andrew's like, wheels are turning. Yeah. Like, Ooh. He's like going on MLS. I, right I, now. I know. No, no, but like, yeah, once start by latest days on. No, market. yeah, like once once I started like looking into MLS and stuff too. Like, there's so many tools on there. You can look at like yeah, like listings that like mm-hmm. yeah, like older than you know. You can like have all these like filters and and things. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess there's more than just Zillow going on Zillow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, w- with this point in your life now, I mean, you're, you just got married. Yeah, yeah um, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, you know, like you, how, how was that, you know, like in your, in your journey of like building this business for yourself and whatnot, like you met someone and like, how was that like going together and how the did that help? Phase yeah, the next life. phase of your life. Not long, no longer a bachelor. <laughs> I know, exactly. No one thought I would do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Julie's amazing. We've been friends for a long time. Um, originally met through the Miss Hawaii pageant because my dad's was the bikini sponsor mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. was a contestant for a long time. So originally met, we were both friends, you know, she always had, she always had boyfriends. I always had girlfriends and, um at one summer like the timing just worked out and we were both single and we just i would just invite her out to all these events and um she was just an and she was just a good friend like an amazing date to have at like all these events and so we just started hanging out so much that it just clicked and so yeah i'm just super grateful for her um she supports me so much she makes me the person that i want to be um and she gives me the confidence to do what i do and um, I just wish that I could do the same for her. So yeah, yeah having a good stoked. partner is like it's everything. It's everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. It just like it just snowballs into this huge uh-huh. yeah, and aligning with like what you have planned and everything too. Yeah. And now you get to do business together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, build together. You got her, you got her to um, yeah. get into real estate too. I mean, I'm hundred <laughs> percent confident. Too, yeah. yeah. She could outsell me any day. Like she's just personable. I mean, you know, this was meant for her. Uh-huh. So, so I mean, so far she's been helping me out with my showings, which has been a huge help because mm-hmm. showings take up a lot of my time and she's great at it. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully she'll she'll kind of see what's there. And, you know, if she likes it, great. If not, it's, it's cool too. But um, yeah, so far she's been a big help. And uh, as she's learning more and more and she's getting more and more confident, then I think she'll eventually start kind of taking clients on her own. Nice. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. That's a fun thing that you guys can do together. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, real estate. I mean, I'm working from home 95% of the time. Like, I don't, I'm one of those ages. I don't go to the office unless mm-hmm. I got to meet someone. I'm mm-hmm. in my pajamas in front of a computer <laughs> and I'm yeah. just calling people and, you know, doing research and writing offers and all that kind of stuff. What, so. what do you guys do for like work life balance? 
Like, how are you working on that? So we we do something that's called the Last Supper, and so the last Friday of every month, uh-huh. we do a date night. Nice. And you know, we're so busy. We always got so many events to go to, but we're like, okay, and I and, and it's on our calendar every month. And yeah. So I have to figure out like which restaurant we're gonna go to, and so. We just kind of pause and like do a date night. You know, every week I think would be a little bit much for us with our hectic schedules. I was going to say a lot of people do like once a week, but I feel like yeah. that's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. I, like, we I try to that, do yeah. every Friday and I was like, oh, that's kind of tough. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Like last yeah, supper. What, la- we call it last supper. We put the last Friday. It's in the calendar. And we just like, you know what? Let's go out to dinner. Let's have a nice, nice date night together. And it just like kind of re recenters us for sure mm-hmm. no that's good that's good to have like yeah, those things in that. place yeah yeah same i'm gonna pitch that now yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry megan <laughs> yeah, what about we... what about because you um you're like you work for yourself and you're like running your own um thing and so yeah. it's like you need to also manage yourself mm-hmm. and so how do you do that like how do you time management yourself or even yeah. just like manage life 100 percent. so most agents don't make it because they come from a job where there's someone telling them what to do and you mm-hmm. become an agent. There's no one to tell you mm-hmm. what to do. It's all on so you. they just go to the beach and they go party and do whatever. And it's like, that's the hardest part. You know, I've, I've always kind of felt the entrepreneurial spirit with my dad. And so, you know, you have to create systems for yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what I do. So, you know, I have my morning routine. I wake up, um, I work late, so I wake up late. You know? So I'm not one of those like 6am early. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be honest. I wake up between like eight, eight or eight thirty if i'm working till yeah, like yeah, one yeah, o'clock yeah, yeah. but anyways i'll wake up and um first thing i'll do is i'll put a 10 minute meditation on oh, that's good. and then i bought this nice. like little amazon little massager thing so i mm-hmm. massage my body and i like warm myself up and i meditate oh multitasking then, yeah <laughs> and then uh on the app store there's a app called journal and so i do my journaling so i i write down three things i'm grateful for uh-huh. three things i want to accomplish for the day and then like an I am inspirational statement, like mm-hmm. I, I am this or I am that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do um, I do 100 push-ups and 200 sit-ups. Wow. And then we usually uh, walk the dogs. So I try not to touch my phone until like after, after yep. we walk the dogs. And I come back in my computer and it's about like 9 o'clock. And then that's when I like enter the war room and I like open my phone and there's like 40 text messages <laughs> and like three missed calls and like all this stuff. But... What I've uh, realized is before I would get stuck in email all the time. Like yeah. if you open up your computer and the first thing and all you do is answer emails. You're going to be there for a while. You're yeah. just re- reacting to other people's proactive actions. Oh, yeah. mm. So what I do is I, I do this thing. It's I call um, win the day by noon. So the three things in my journal that I wrote that I want to accomplish, I try to do those three things by noon. And nice. then afternoon, I'll, I'll go to the emails and stuff like that. But mm. if you start with emails, you'll get sucked in emails and you'll just be doing emails all day and right. you won't actually accomplish the things that you really want to set right, out to do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. I do my, I usually do my marketing. So I'll do like a, a social media post and I'll post it not only on Instagram, Facebook, but YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, my Google business page, like all, all, all over the place. Um, I'll do prospecting in the morning. So I'll call all my clients who are kind of on the fence or in the... Um, getting getting ready to list their home Mm -hmm. and then at noon that's when i'll kind of go back to the email because those are kind of responding to other agents that are you know they need something this and that so it's important to put yourself first because if you put everyone else first and you don't fill your own bucket you you won't feel fulfilled and you'll always feel stressed out and behind Mm -hmm. if you put yourself first in the morning first Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm gonna accomplish these things that i want accomplished by noon, you feel so good. You're like, oh my God, I want the day. I can literally take the, the rest of the day off if I wanted the to. The rest mm-hmm. is all extra yeah, yeah. Exactly. after yeah. that. Yeah. Dang, that's so, so that's good. Good. That's good. That's a good tip yeah, for sure. That's, that's what a, I do. That's and after that, super so good I actually tip. save emails at night. Because mm. you know what it is, is when you send an email in the day, they we send, send one email, two, two emails come back. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. if you do it at that night, so no, true. no one's going yeah, back. That yeah. is so true. So I, oh I always gosh. coach my clients too. I was like, hey, if you need something, call me or text me, you know, yeah. because I'm only, I'm going to check email, hopefully only at night. That's usually my goal. So oh, that's a good, yeah. that's it. I'm going to start doing yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ben I'm, method. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to like <laughs> change up my uh, routine a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, it's all about like setting tasks for yourself. So um, I use Apple reminders yep. and mm-hmm. those are my main tasks for my, my clients who I'm in escrow with. Those are like the important ones. And I, I, I just set, um, you know, weekly or daily reminders like, okay, we got to do inspection. We got to do this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. But then I have my CRM for um, other clients that I want to touch maybe four every four months, six months, maybe even just once a year. Then, then after I finish all those, I go back to my CRM and I'm like, 
you know, I call my past client like, hey, so-and-so, like, how, how's the house going? Anything I can do to help? But that's all, like, yeah. you had programmed that It's all structured, prior. yeah. So it's all it's structured. Just, yeah, it's all yeah. your systems. So there's no one telling me what to do, but I tell myself what to do yeah. by inputting these systems. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that system, you know, I know some agents who are, like, pen and paper, like, you're never going to know when to do things mm -hmm. so yeah. it's, it's all about creating that structure for yourself knowing what's important to do and scheduling it you have to schedule it otherwise it won't get done 100 mm percent. -hmm. yeah i think it, uh, yeah that's that's huge because it's like especially in the real estate market like all the resources are out there yeah you need to study and get your license and all that but like all the information's out there mm -hmm. but it's like are you gonna put in the work to yep. get it done you know so and, and you've been yeah that's yeah. that's crazy that's awesome and you are where you are after only Six years. Six so years? Six, yeah. yeah. Six yeah. years and going on my seventh. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So love it. Wow. That was good. I'm like trying to just like <laughs> yeah, absorb I'm like, it. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm going to re-listen to this and like for sure. do my routine. That's so true This is going on Instagram though. Reels. That <laughs> is so <laughs> true. And I do like, I know like meditation is like all the successful people like have dialed that in and 10 mm. minutes, even just 10 minutes yeah. is like just sets you up grounds you yeah i even just struggle with 10 minutes it's yeah. like it's so well, hard you know, you know what it is about meditation that's the hugest benefit that i've noticed for myself is it's not really while i'm meditating it's like i noticed in doing it when something happens to me when i lose a listing mm. when you know julie yells at me or when, like you know <laughs> anything kind of happens it just gives me that little pause uh, uh, before i would just react right away yeah, and yeah, be like uh -huh. what right. the hell like yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on like you know all oh, like f this f that but with meditation, it's kind of taught me to just distance myself from that emotion, take a step back, realize what's going on, and then look at it logically and mm -hmm. say, like, is this really a bad thing? Like, it mm -hmm. might not be a bad thing, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. you, you start to, like, Change your be perspective a philosopher a bit. and yeah. think about <laughs> it. It's like, actually, it's not, you know? Yeah. And then when I see her getting mad, it's like, well, I probably pissed her off and I probably <laughs> did something bad. So I should probably look at my behavior and, uh -huh. you know, maybe, maybe change that. So meditation has helped me to kind of give me that distance to, like, and before it'd be like some something happens to me and I react. Mm -hmm. Now it's like now I'll take a pause and I'll kind of think about it and be like, you know what? Maybe maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe I didn't want that listing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? that is so invaluable. Yeah, because yeah. that's what they say with meditation. Like your thoughts are gonna continue to come, right? But you just like notice it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let it pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so and then good. You kind of take it in if you want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything sure that happens that. to you, you create your own story about what, what that yep. is. And yep. you can always switch it from, like, you're a victim to, like, you know what? I was yep. responsible for That's this. I can, yep. I can switch <laughs> it. You know what? And I'm actually grateful that this negative thing happened because it did this, this, and this. And yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the keys to, like, you know, self-improvement and just looking at life a different way so that you won't constantly be stressed out. Yeah, one of the biggest things is, like, things happen because of you, not to you, you know? Exactly. So it's, like, once you realize yeah. that, it's, like, okay. Yep. You're Mindset in control. Show. Yeah. So what's next for you? I mean, you had a huge 2022 yeah. already. You yeah. had a huge, like, six years. You know, huge your career. six years. Yeah. You got married. Yeah. You were, like, named by, was it Honolulu Magazine? Yeah. Um honored with the, what was the title top like performers, top, yeah. Yeah, performers. Yeah, top performer yeah so i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing uh i want to get a little bit more into the luxury market i just went into escrow on a north shore oceanfront uh for 4.2 million nice so i want to just keep keep the luxury going mm -hmm. um and then honestly my end goal i want to get more into commercial and development so mm. that's been a little passion of mine i know a lot of business owners i've got my mba i'm very numbers oriented so um, you know, residential real estate is very emotional mm -hmm. and my wife, Julie, is amazing at that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very logical, like uh -huh. num numbers, numbers driven. So I want to I want to sell shopping centers, apartment buildings, um, businesses, yes, nice. that kind of stuff. I think that kind of excites me a little bit. Yeah. So I'll be getting That's probably huge. my commercial license soon and dabbling a little bit in both. That's and exciting. And That's huge happens, vision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I want to do next. But uh, we're fixing up our Kaimaki home, which has been a little bit harder than I originally realized, but I've been so busy with real estate that uh -huh. I, I haven't been able to crack the whip as much, but we're gonna have a beautiful house, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, and uh, yeah, settle down with my wife, Julie, and uh, and yeah, have a good life together. Nice, that's exciting. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, congratulations on all your success and like all the things to come too. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long road, it's been bumpy, but uh, yeah, as long as you work on yourself um, and you see the, the end goal, you know, anyone can make it for sure. Mm -hmm. I know you kind of mentioned it a few times, but, you know, just to kind of wrap up this whole thing, like for someone that wants to get into real estate or, or even like into this market, like what would your advice be for them? 
Um, I mean, first thing you you want to find a good realtor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you if you don't, I think that's the best place to start because they're gonna coach you. You know, a lot of people think they could kind of do it on their own, but real estate changes so much every day. You know, there's new bills. There's Bill Forty One. There's this new vacation rental bill. There's new there's new rules on this and there's that and there's new this new building coming up and different for rules from Hawaii too. Exactly. So for someone who has a full-time job to kind of stay on top of all those little nuances is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a full-time experienced agent who lives and breathes real estate and is in the in the fields mm-hmm. and knows knows what's going on, I think that's invaluable mm-hmm. for sure. You yeah. know, like it's it's definitely worth the investment for to find someone good who's going to coach you and you know give you give mm-hmm. you the right advice for sure that is huge yeah, yeah. i would say the same because there are so many real estate agents out there and like with hawaii it's like oh yeah my friend knows that person or like my cousin Ooh. is a real estate agent but like the experience that you could get it could be mm-hmm. night and day yeah and could cost you a lot of money too like mm-hmm. in the end yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah work with someone you don't know you know sometimes mm-hmm. that's easier make it a straight business relationship yep. Yep. you don't maybe you don't want to work with your cousin mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, there's just little things involved you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. What about from the agent side, if they wanted to get into like be- becoming a realtor? You want to become a realtor? Um, definitely go to a company that has good training. You know, I definitely think Locations did an amazing job at training me. And, you know, they had a partnership system where the partners were really motivated to give back to the agent community. And they, they taught me so much. And I wouldn't be where I am today without their help. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so you either need to join a good company like that or join an agent who is willing to give the time and dedication to train you um, first because it's all about confidence. And to get confidence, you need knowledge. Mm-hmm. If you don't have knowledge, it, it's hard to get your own knowledge. But if you get the knowledge from someone who's been in the in the industry for a long time, that'll give you the confidence. And once you have the confidence, sky's the limit. As long yeah. as you got the work ethic and you're confident, yeah. sky's the limit for real estate for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah, much for thanks. joining us. Yeah, How can you. people find you? Ah, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Ben uh, at Ben Feynman. Um, my website www.feynman.com, um, and email address Ben at Feynman.com. Nice. Awesome, simple. Yeah. Catch him on right. YouTube and TikTok and yes. LinkedIn too. Oh yeah, he has really good like market breakdowns and you know real estate tours and yeah. Yep. Next million dollar listing right here. Yeah. (laughs) Selling Honolulu. Thank you guys. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. All right. See you on the next one. Peace.